on, from the onset, what has been your takeout for the summit? Look, for me, um, the, the, my big takeout from the discussions that have been happening, particularly today, yeah. is how um, much alignment, at least, you know, publicly and openly in the addresses there was today, far more uh, than uh, I was expecting given um, some of the discussion that's been happening in the run-up to, to, to the summit and, uh, and the points of emphasis uh, across all five of the heads of state speeches, I think, uh, were, were interesting. Uh, the issues around um, using, you know, local currency for trade, um, you know, f with each other in terms and and for payment, um, what was interesting to me was the uh, commitment to expansion. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we know that I'm sure a lot of what's being discussed right now in the closed meeting is around, then around like the modalities of that expansion. But yeah. I think that the broad commitment to the expansion. Yeah. Uh, the third thing uh, for me was this commitment to a multipolar well, not a, um, we talk often about a multipolar um, global system, but here was a real um, commitment to different ways of uh, development and different a, a, a diversity yeah. uh, of yeah. development paths, a diversity of uh, cultural and civilizational paths, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. The emphasis that was made um, on that uh, by, by, by different um, presidents. And then lastly, um, this commitment also across all of the speeches to uh, the UN Charter as the basis for international peace and security mm -hmm. uh, and as the basis for international law. Uh, that This idea that um, international law cannot be reframed or redesigned for particularly powerful nations, yep. but rather it really is the basis for, um, that the UN Charter is the basis for international law and everybody should be subject to the rules equally, yeah. and that some are not better than others in the system. Now, let's talk about um, what um, we, we, we all look like the BRIC leaders were really singing from the same hymn as far as BRICS expansion is concerned. Mm -hmm. This formation is all about consensus. Mm -hmm. Did you get a sense that there's a general consensus that BRICS must expand, but then we'll need to also deliberate on the kind of expansion, what format it must take? Certainly. So I think that there was an, a general consensus on expansion, a general consensus on expansion uh, Quite soon, I think, uh, between this summit and the next one that will take place uh, in, in Russia, I think that the big sticking point is going to be what the criteria are for that expansion. So what does it mean to be a BRICS member? Uh, what, do you, what criteria do you have to meet? What are the if not standards, um, but uh, what do you have to believe in um, in order to be a BRICS member? I think that is going to be the big sticking point, to be honest, about, um, about the expansion. But uh, overall, and I think you could see that in how every one of the of the presidents opened up with their view of what BRICS is and what BRICS, uh, what it is to be a member of BRICS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. you know, believing in um, in in uh, 
diplomacy, dialogue, negotiation yeah. is one of the things that uh, President Ramaphosa said. Um, President uh, Putin spoke about, uh, you know, BRICS being a representative of the global majority um, and standing for a multipolar world that's equitable um, President Modi also uh, spoke um, about the um, BRICS belief in multipolarity, in equitable global system. Yeah. Uh, you saw similar talk from uh, President Lula uh, and also uh, from, from, from President Xi. And so I think the big sticking point is going to be what are the criteria for membership? What and then of be? those yeah. that yeah. want to be members... Mm. Uh, do you take them all at the same time? Yeah. Uh, are you going to stagger people according joining? According to the region. <laughs> uh, do you stagger according to the region? Um, how do you actually manage yeah. uh, the, yeah. the, the expansion? But, you know, in many ways, yes, there's... From an analytic point of view, sorry, Dr. Kamin, in, what have you picked up? As some, some, would you say, even before even the, 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 the summit, to say... Maybe criteria could be one, two, and three. So, some, so that we can get some sort of direction. What is being <laughs> debated here? So, I, you know, different countries. So the G20, for example, took in countries of a certain size of economy with certain kind of financial system, and then wanted to have a geographical representation uh, mm. of, of of the globe. Yeah. Um, you know, the AU has its own criteria yeah. um, uh, around membership, but is pretty open to all African countries, African member states, but then issues like we've seen with Niger, uh, where an unconstitutional change in government can have your membership uh, suspended. Uh, the EU has incredibly stringent requirements for membership, um, and it takes place over a very long time. Uh, and so it's a staggered process. Yeah. Um, and, you know, needing to meet certain thresholds and th certain milestones yeah. in order to become a member. I don't know uh, how it is that the how the BRICS countries are thinking of it. I think certainly one criterion that it would seem to me should be on the table is an orientation to the global system, right? Mm. So what mm. is mm. your country's view or... Um, or orientation towards the 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 world uh, system. Do you believe in a multipolar order? Um, you know, what are your thoughts, or how, how are you oriented towards the international financial system? Yeah. All of those things, I yeah. think, would definitely pay in and would should play into um, into defining these criteria. Uh, the second thing to me would be whether or not there's going to be any economic basis uh, for joining so that you be defined as a developing country. Yeah. If you define people as a developing country, what size of economy are you talking about? Because, you know, China until just a few years ago was still referred to as a developing country. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so how would you define that? Yeah. Um, you know, and would you want to define it in terms of uh, the size of economy? Would you want to define it in terms of a sophistication of an economy, for example? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. these are the questions yeah. uh, that I think that are being grappled with. We know that there was discussion about this in the 
foreign ministers uh, meeting that took place before the summit, uh, but uh, I imagine that there's still going to be discussion about it after the summit. Uh, you don't think this is something that they, they could conclude in this summit? It's something that will, will, will get some work done, but it's something that could be taken to to the next uh, engagement. Yes, I imagine what we're going to get out of this summit is a timeline. Okay. So, and I, I think the best thing we could get out of this summit is a timeline of we want to have this by this point. All right. Uh, and an indication of perhaps even process for developing um, those criteria or making those decisions, I think, is the best that we could get out of this. Uh, and then all the detail, I think, will be worked out uh, by, you know, officials and, and, and other specialists after the summit. Yeah. Your, your, your take, we saw directly um, in the uh, Heads of uh, States meeting, NYDA, the National Youth Development Agency, uh, getting to represent young people, taking on what came out from the youth uh, 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 forum um, that has taken place uh, last month, where BRICS, youth from the BRICS members engage on a number of issues now. They say, we, we want a formal BRICS youth council, as we will have the business council and the business forum that have been meeting here, and also the heads of states really did uh, engage on, on, on that platform as well. What was your take? Firstly, I thought that it was symbolically really significant to okay. have Asanda Luatka, who is the executive chairperson of the NYDA, sharing a platform, essentially, with the president of the republic. Yeah. Because he shared his speech time with her yeah. uh, in terms of making... Um, a, it was almost a co-address. Uh, so he spoke as the president of, of, of the Republic and she spoke as the representative of South African youth and then broadly um, of, of the youth of BRICS. And so I thought that that was symbolically really significant and really interesting mm. Um, mm. and I think meant to be an indicator of the seriousness with, when, with which uh, the... Present in the government in general is taking uh, the youth and youth and youth issues and really lifting that up as one of South Africa's clear priorities or something that it wants to get a commitment from. Mm-hmm. Uh, or commitment to uh, from its fellow BRICS members, that yep. this idea of setting up a BRICS Youth Council as a permanent structure of the BRICS that works and that operates within, uh, that operates between summits, mm. uh, that's clearly something that South Africa is very committed to if they had that endorsement being requested uh, so officially in that way. Um, and if you consider that. Uh, the majority of South Africa's population is under the age of 40. Mm. Uh, and the, the president was very clear at the beginning around the theme of this BRICS as being a BRICS and Africa. Uh, and so really centering uh, the whole African continent uh, yeah. as the center of the agenda of this BRICS summit. Um, and where, what, over... 70 to 80 percent of South of Africans are under the age uh, of, of of 30, and so yeah. I think that you know you saw, I think you can interpret uh, the centering of the 
discussion on the BRICS Youth Council um, as being a centering really of, of the African continent and, um, and African youth. Yeah. Let's talk about, it looks as if every member country had their own uh, contribution in terms of, I mean, if you're talking about the um, BRICS Remote Data Center, which China also spoke about, uh, and India also advancing certain tracks um, or, or issues, it looks like every member country have a contribution as far as all these initiatives are concerned. The New Development Bank, we know that uh, in terms of uh, uh, way it's situated, you do have the regional office here, but every member country has something to contribute in building this important block that is no longer just about political cooperation, economic co cooperation, but also there's a lot of issues that every country has something special to contribute to say, because of our relations, mm -hmm. we are able to advance certain aspects of development area, mm -hmm. even if it's artificial intelligence, it's, it's, it's robotic and all that, that we're able to also pitch in because we are an expertise on this. So you will have, for example, South Africa, as far as agricultural research, for example, to say, you know, we can take a lead on this. So every country is trying to say, we can take a lead on this. We can advance certain priorities as well. And, and it's good that we think South Africa to say, it's not going to be only us, but also Africa as a center. How did you pick it up? Definitely. And I think that what was so notable for me was the way, um, as you say, each of the presidents sort of spoke around their own country's um, expertise and 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 what their uh, and what their country wants to uh, contribute uh, to the broader uh, BRICS um, community. Yeah. We saw uh, a huge um, emphasis on uh, digital cooperation um, on technological cooperation actually yeah. so uh, beyond just the digital uh, you know just the digital space but looking also at um, at space research so uh, Prime Minister Modi, Modi spoke yeah. um, quite extensively about that uh, you heard uh, the Russian um, president speaking around um, you know the cooperation in terms of satellites and yeah. um, and and other and other things and sort of data cooperation. Uh, you also heard uh, the Chinese president uh, speaking around um, innovation. Yeah. And what kind of uh, contribution could be made? Uh, looking at an AI. Uh, an AI study group yeah. uh, in order to really, the terms that he used, you know, was to have secure, reliable, um, uh, accountable and ethical um, um, AI yeah. and, and really thinking around how to use that. We also heard uh, a great deal of um, conversation around educational cooperation mm. and training, which I think is particularly important for South Africa, given the kind of skills gap that we have, okay. uh, where we have uh, a lot of the population with formal education mm -hmm. um, and a great deal more actually than, than some countries, but where it's not necessarily with the skills that are required for a 21st century economy. Especially so that ad technological advancement is one of the big issues now. Exactly. Uh -huh. So uh, around technological uh, cooperation to develop those skills um, in 
in Africa, in South Africa particularly, but I think uh, all over the continent. Uh, and I think that would be really useful um, and would be a great benefit for us as a country. There's also been a lot of conversation around medical cooperation. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. in the wake of COVID-19, uh, and we're still kind Vaccines of in the COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic, right? And, True. and vaccine, mm-hmm. um, vaccine development, treatments, uh, and really thinking about how do we cooperate around medicine. And so I found it very interesting to hear the um, mention of traditional medicine Mm, uh, mm, and mm. needing cooperation on traditional medicine. And uh, Prime Minister Modi spoke extensively about that. Um, Uh, 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 Dr. Mbete, I'm sure this is music to your ears. Um, as far as uh, educational cooperation is concerned, as an academic, this is where you say, um, this is exactly that will please a lot of uh, academics, but also universities are going to benefit, but Ativate colleges as well are going to benefit from, from, from this, so that if uh, India has uh, research capabilities, from even on your own fields, we are seeing a lot of... Uh, uh, exchange uh, programs as well. Very, we have a very strong exchange program, South Africa, with other countries as well. But also, we want to see an educational advancement as far as cooperation on education amongst BRICS member countries as well. Especially that some of them have great capabilities and some of um, reputable uh, higher learning institutions. Certainly, and I think that South African universities have had too little. Uh, cooperation and exchange with other Global South institutions. So a lot of our cooperation is with uh, institutions in the Global North. So with you know we have very strong relations um, with European universities uh, and universities in the US uh, and in Canada. So I think that having uh, a framework for greater South-South cooperation uh, in the tertiary education sector is important. I think there are many lessons to be learned from India. Uh, India has basically become a net exporter of human resources, uh, Indian engineers uh, and, you know, computer scientists and um, other people with other technical skills uh, have become a very big resource uh, for firms in the U.S., in Europe, and other parts of the world. And so I think that there's a lot to learn around how to develop those skills uh, that we can learn uh, from both uh, India and China, um, and for that matter, uh, from from Brazil and, and Russia. I think there's also a lot to be learned and knowledge to be shared uh, across all of uh, the countries to decenter Western knowledge. So, so much of the knowledge that we use is based on uh, Western experiences uh, and, and and paradigms of, of thought. And I think that we don't know enough about non-Western context, and I say this as somebody that, you know, works in a South African university, that we haven't done enough to really get to know. We need to have young people doing PhDs on uh, India, on China, on Brazil, on Argentina, on DRC, um, really studying those places, getting to know those places, and being able to then develop centers of knowledge uh, that are not uh, centered on, 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 on the West. That's interesting. Now, as we, co- as we conclude, um, how would you like this year to end and reflect 
um, on South Africa's chairship this year. And we know that the, the president will deliver uh, the closing remarks and uh, do the press conference. But also, uh, one gets a sense of where this summit is going. I mean, judging from what has been delivered already, but also engagements with ministers as well. How would you see this uh, summit concluding? Well, I think that uh, the, the summit has been... Success. I think South Africa's chairperson chairship has been very successful. Uh, I think in terms of just putting all of it, it's a huge undertaking. So putting it all together, I think that this will be a success for South Africa if, firstly, the summit concludes with a firm way forward around uh, how the rest of Africa is going to be included into BRICS okay. and and real criteria about centering uh, African issues, African development. Um, in the BRICS agenda. Uh, the second thing I think that would be really a big success is if we can have the formalization of that youth structure. Yep. The third is where if there can be a formalization around uh, expansion and how exactly that'll work if, South, if under South Africa's leadership uh, the template for the broad expansion of BRICS was formed. I think that would be a great success. And then a final thing, and this is something that has come up from all of the from all of the the heads of, of, of government and the heads of state has been around um, this use of local currencies. You've seen a commitment to it, and there's two sets of conversation here. So the one is um, around the trade and finance system, the payment systems, right, mm -hmm. which everybody mm -hmm. criticized uh, the politicization of the payment systems okay. and, and how it's been used to basically punish different countries and how inequitably that part of the financial system functions um, amongst others. And then there's then a second conversation about the dollar as the reserve currency and kind mm -hmm. of this idea of the BRICS currency. And this is something that there was a lot of media focus on in the run-up to this summit. And I think that what we are going to see out of this is some firm commitments around the payments issue. Mm -hmm. So using local currencies, uh, more increased use of local currencies to trade um, amongst BRICS countries. So, for example, you've already seen India, for example, buying oil from Russia using using their, their currencies, currency, their own yeah. currencies, using the ruble, not using uh, the dollar. Uh, you are seeing some aspects of that uh, already uh, and I think that what's come, what seems like is going to come out of this is a commitment to accelerating that um, and that almost as a stepping stone mm. towards eventually challenging the dollars, the reserve currency, but that doesn't mean that there's going to be a BRICS currency tomorrow, mm -hmm. uh, but it's really shifting the way in which money moves okay. uh, and which currencies are used uh, initially within, within BRICS, BRICS yeah. and I think with the intention of kind of influencing practice uh, in other parts of the world. Yeah. And also, that does not mean that you are actually removing yourself from the global financial system no. at all. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just saying that uh, instead of, if South Africa wants to buy, uh, I don't know, um, 
some commodity from Brazil yeah. that they use local currencies instead of having to work through the dollar. Right. Um, and that is something that needs to be decided amongst the finance ministers, the modalities of that, because that is quite a big change in the financial system. Mm. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how much of a commitment there is to that mm. uh, by the end of the summit. The good thing is that uh, the, um, the banking sector also has a representation on the business council, so Indeed. these discussions are happening also on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the forum side. So that's, that's a great time to see. Thank you so much for your analysis. Really okay. appreciate your time. And uh, all the best for the rest of uh, the summit as well. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank for you having so much me. It's always coming. fun.